everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Middle Ground. I'm Caroline. And I'm Joe. And we're excited. <laughs> and we're here. And Caroline cannot get through this intro without laughing. No, I cannot. But it's okay. Thank you guys for being here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for always bearing with us. It's going to be a good one. Yes. Middle Ground. I mean, yeah, middle ground. I mean, grounding moment. <laughs> you have to, are you going to ask me? Yes. You guys, today might be very hectic. We cannot get it together. Oh my gosh. So guys, we're just getting right into it. Joe, what is your middle ground from this week? And by middle ground, she means I mean, my grounding moment. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> and my grounding moment Grounding moment. It's why I think we're so giggly is because, I don't know if y'all noticed, but last week's episode, our audio was a little dodgy. And we spent hours, we re-recorded it, we <laughs> spent hours editing it, and then today I listened through on my car and I was like, oh, it's not right. What is wrong with our mic setup? Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to my grounding moment through this. And I texted Caroline, I was like, surely I have not been recording with my mic backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and we get into the studio today, aka my closet. Yep. And I've been recording into my mic backwards, not the whole time. <laughs> yeah, not the whole time, just the last episode. Just the episode. last episode. So my grounding moment for this week is appreciate the little things, like a mic the correct direction. Yeah. <laughs> How much easier it is. So much of a difference. <laughs> Pick up your audio. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're very giggly because we can't believe we re-recorded twice and did not notice the mic was backwards <laughs> on my Amazon box. I really want to set the scene for you. We're in my closet, which is, in my opinion, a pretty big walk-in closet. Mm-hmm. And, well, like, for, I mean, I know that there are mansions out there that have, like, islands in their closet. Yeah. It's not like that. <laughs> but there's enough room for Caroline and I to both sit. And we have these beautiful Amazon boxes as mic stands. <laughs> And brown then, cardboard boxes, guys. Yeah, and they're open. We didn't even like tape them shut. They're just like flaps <laughs> everywhere in the closet. And uh, yeah, so my grounding moment was appreciating the little things like high audio quality when you use your mic correctly. Mm-hmm, Caroline, what was your grounding moment? So mine was actually yesterday. We, Joe, me, Matt, and my boyfriend Chris, we went to go shoot. We did a whole content day with our lovers <laughs> with our humans yeah and it was really fun um we did a little picnic shoe we got you know the picnic essentials fruits mm-hmm. but be- not vegetables <laughs> no vegetables <laughs> we don't eat vegetables around here bread um all that fun stuff and we just shot around Fayetteville and it was a really good time it was a really good time we shot a lot of outfits too mm-hmm. we shot like three or four looks which is a lot yeah. But it went really well. It went really well. Our and guys were pretty. Yeah, they. I good. feel like they're in. They both like having their picture yeah. taken. Not that they are like gonna. If they're you're like date nights up to you, they're not like photo shoot. Right. <laughs> but they're always down and they have a good attitude. And so, if you have not seen any of those photos and want to, I'm gonna plug our Instagrams. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't already follow us, I'm at Joe Johnson Overby and, and Caroline I'm at is. Caroline Stelty. Yes, so go check those out. And if you're listening, go like, comment, engage with us. We'll, uh, we like to chat you up. Yeah. So yeah, that was my grounding moment. I love it. So today, I feel like that uh, transitions well into what we're talking about today. Um, we absolutely loved doing the body image Q&A with you guys, and we've been dying to do another Q&A. And so this week, we're going all in on love life. 
and we asked on our Instagram stories for you to ask us questions that you all have about romantic relationships, maintaining romantic relationships, all those kinds of goods. So we will be answering questions, but the most common questions that we got, we're just going to get right out of the bat at the beginning. A lot of you asked what our story with our significant others are, how our personalities kind of mesh, and our Enneagram. So Caroline, I'm going to let you answer those quickly so we can kind of set the scene as we move into the rest of these questions. So my significant other, um, my boyfriend, his name is Chris. I've talked about him a little bit on the podcast. He is an Enneagram 2. I am a 7. So he is all things sweet and I am not so much. But (laughs) not true. (laughs) He's a really, really good guy. Uh, We met, I actually went on a date with his roommate last summer and after our date, we went back to his apartment where Chris lives, and I met Chris that way. And we kind of went our separate way. I mean, we met, we really hit it off, but I was on a date with another guy. And so I obviously couldn't be like, wow, I like you. And so <laughs> we, um, he followed me on Instagram shortly after that, and then we went on our first date the following February, so quite a bit after. It was like six or seven months later. Yeah, and so we have been dating, we, I guess, officially March 25th, I think that's right. Sorry, Chris, if that's not right. Um, he's so going on six months. Yeah, and yeah, he, our vibe, uh, he, like I said, is the sweet one. He is just caring, kind of just a teddy bear attitude about life, always positive, always smiling. He has a really cute accent. He's from South Africa. And I am the more blunt. We really balance each other out. Okay, pause. I really, I know this is unrelated, but I feel like it perfectly captures your relationship. I need you to tell the story about the flying burrito drive. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, um, if you don't know what flying burrito is, is it a chain all over? No, I don't think think so. so. I don't know though. It's just like a Chipotle, basically. So we go, any drive-thru we go through, um, they do not understand Chris because because of his accent. He has a South African accent. Yeah, and, you know, just through the audio, too, which is hard already, and then add an accent, and they cannot understand the kid. And I just die every time. Anyway, so we're at Flying Burrito, (laughs) and um, we're ordering, like, our food, and the girl is not understanding Chris at all, and she's just, like, struggling. And I... Wasn't she really Southern? She's really, really Southern. And I, on the other hand, I'm not helping Chris. I'm just dying laughing, and he's getting really mad at me. He's like, why aren't you helping me? I'm like, I don't, I'm just dying. So we finally get it. Like, he's like, I don't even care what I get anymore. So he just, like, said anything. And then we go to the drive-thru window. Caroline wanted a veggie quesadilla, but they wanted to, her to specify what vegetables she wanted. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And, and she couldn't. And Chris was, like, struggling, and so I was dying already. And then we go up to the window, and this girl, really, really cute southern accent girl, she's like, I just could not understand you guys. And I leaned my head in front, and I was like, oh, it's because of his accent probably. And she goes, where are you guys from? I was like, oh, I'm from America. And then Chris is like, I'm from South Africa. And right after that question, guys, she goes, do you guys have frequent flyer numbers? And I'm like, yes. Caroline was <laughs> ecstatic. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Let me put up, pull up my email. I was like, Chris, you have one too. And Chris looks Which at me. Which airline do you want? Delta, American, <laughs> Chris Southwest. looks at me. He's like, 
we don't have one. And I'm like, Chris, yes, you fly all the time. Like your miles are probably really high. And I was going on and on and on. And Chris was like so fed up with me. And the girl was so confused. And let's reiterate, they're at flying burrito. (laughs) Flying burrito. So frequent flyer number is a part of their point system. It is not an airline um, thing. And Chris was like, I just, and she, he, the girl was so confused. I was dying laughing once I put it together. And Chris was like, we do not have one. Sorry. And then we left and Chris was so mad at me. And I was just dying laughing. I and think Chris, Chris was, was embarrassed. Chris was so embarrassed. And he's like, Caroline, even if she said what's your frequent flyer number, why would we give it to her? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I thought it was like a foreign thing. Like, oh, you're foreign? Here's a discount. And he's like, no, that's not a thing. I'm like, okay, never mind. I don't know why, but I, when you told me that story, I died. <laughs> It was bad. Chris, Chris laughs about it now, but he was not happy with me in the moment. He would because at first of all, I didn't help him, and he's a huge helper, and so Enneagram two, Enneagram two, and I was just not very helpful in that moment. But yeah, that is a little preview of our relationship. <laughs> what about you and Matt? So I don't know how to keep this short at all, so I'm just gonna go for it, dive in. Matt and I met when I was 15, and he was 16 which is insane. Um, He was dating one of my friends. We actually met at a soccer game. He went to a high school that was like 30 minutes from mine and met at a soccer game. He started dating one of my then friends and they dated for like four or five months, broke up. And a few months later, he asked me out on a date. (laughs) And so we dated through college, and we broke up some in the middle. And then when we got to senior year of college, we were dating again. And Matt had graduated and moved far away. And so we really broke up that time, called it. Um, We dated pretty much since high school, and really neither of us were prepared to get married or make that commitment. And so we thought it was best we go our different directions, and we broke up for a little over a year. And didn't speak at all that year. And then by some strange circumstances, ended up reconnecting. And uh, now we're married. Yeah. (laughs) And High school uh, sweethearts. Yeah, high school sweethearts (laughs) with some breaks in the middle. But um, we went on our first date in December of – December 1st, 2009. Wow. And it's weird because the weird circumstances that brought us back together were on December 1st, 2015. Oh, wow. Is that right? I think that's right. And so, um, yeah, our, that's like a very shortened version of our story. I'm sure I'll get more into things as we talk about this episode and all the questions. But uh, he is an Enneagram 9, wing 1. He is the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. He is not one to share feelings if he thinks it's going to rock the boat. He wants everybody to feel good. Mm -hmm. And he will throw himself under the bus every single time if it means everybody else in the room having a good time. Um, He's super mellow and laid back and reserved and introverted. And I am anything but those words I just used (laughs) to describe him. I very much um, am kind of in control Mm -hmm. of everything. But we're really good compromisers because if Matt ever wants anything, like everybody told us when we were building a house that it was going to be the hardest thing ever. Like that's a huge test of a marriage. And it was the easiest thing ever because I picked everything 
And then if Matt was like, no, I don't like that. I want this. I was like, you can have it. Right. Because he so rarely says he wants something that if he wants something, all his. Mm -hmm. I won't even argue. I'm like, nope, that's great. You can have that. I got everything else. You can have it. Mm -hmm. So our vibe's very interesting. We poke a lot of fun at each other. We both have pretty hard shells. And so sometimes when people are around us, I think we can be a little shocking at first Mm -hmm. because we definitely insult each other for fun. But we know it's in good fun. Right. And so it's not um, serious, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I'm trying to, like, give a rounded out idea of us. Yeah, and you've been together so long. So, like, it's like an old couple, but being young. Yes. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And there's just a lot of trust there and a lot of we're very comfortable with each other. And so it's always a good time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just think it's so weird that your Enneagram 3 Oh, yeah. I'm a three. When you're stressed, you go to a nine. Yes. Which is weird. That's like one of the hardest parts of our relationship. So if you know anything about the Enneagram, the triad, three, six, nine. um, Damn, Shiva. (laughs) 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 Sorry. And what are, is that even the numbers? Three, six, nine. I don't think that's the numbers. Three, six, five. Damn, you're fine. I don't know. Anyway, unrelated. So whenever I am stressed, I go to behaviors of a nine. In uh, growth, I go to behaviors of a six. And Matt in growth goes to behaviors of a three and stress goes to a six. And so whenever I'm going through a really stressful period, um, I tend to take on negative behaviors of Matt's personality. (laughs) And so when he gets really mad at me, he's like, it is the absolute worst because I am so frustrated. And I'm like, you need to stop doing this. And I just look back at him like, this is what you do to me every day. Yeah. And then he's like, dang it. You're right. (laughs) Right. It's so funny. So, but it works well for us. Mm -hmm. I actually think that's a pretty common pairing. One of our friends um, did an Enneagram like quiz to see... Like on her story, she has a pretty big following and said, who, what's your Enneagram? What's your partner's Enneagram? The most common combinations she saw were three and nine and two and seven, yeah. which is us. So that was really interesting to me. Yeah, really awesome. Um, but anyway, I don't even know if I answered that question. I'm kind of all over the map right now. No, but it was good. A general consistent consensus of what Matt and I's relationship like is like, what Chris and Caroline's relationship is like, just to give you some context as we move into these questions. Yeah. So that kind of fits perfectly with our first question, which is, what were your first dates with your now partner? Oh, gosh. You want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. So Matt and I's first date, uh, we went to go see The Blind Side. Oh, wow. Yeah. Matt picked me up in his 98 Camry with duct tape holding it together (laughs) um, because he had taken a corner at 75 miles an hour as a 16-year-old and taken his car off the road. Oh, nice. And didn't want to tell his parents, so he just duct taped it back together, which is probably why he got a 98 Camry with 150,000 miles on it (laughs) as his first car. Um, But yeah, he picked me up and he walked in, met my parents, and then... He opened the car door for me, and that's what my, my parents were, like, watching from the windows to Aww. see if he opened the car door for me. But I still think he opened the car door for me because his driver's side car door was broken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't tell my parents uh, that. Um, yeah, and we went to go see The Blind Side, and then I think we got, like, no, we wouldn't have gotten Pineapple Whip. I think we got ice cream or something after. I wanted Pineapple Whip is this thing that they do in my hometown. Mm-hmm. And it's like my hometown's known for, but it wasn't summertime. It was in the winter. So 
yeah, that was our first date. Cute. Yeah. Um, so mine was February, it was chilly, and Chris had texted me and wanted to take me for a coffee date, so I met him at our local coffee shop, Onyx. And you ran into my friends when you were there. I did. Yeah. Um, and he was really cute. He greeted me with like this huge hug and I was like, wow, we're huggers, (laughs) (laughs) which is fine. I like huggers. And he bought my coffee. He got like a hot chocolate, which I was like, hmm, interesting choice, but like shows his personality. He didn't order the same thing as me, guys. If you heard that in my pet peeve If you haven't listened to the pet peeve episode, get on that. So he did not order the same thing as me, so he passed that test, and um, it went really well. We were only supposed to stay there for like an hour because I had to work um, with Joe, and our interns were coming that day, and so I like texted our interns. I was like, let's push it back an hour because like we just were talking, 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 and then um, I went to work, and he actually texted me. He said, wow, I had such a great time. Like, Can I please take you to lunch? And I was like, sure. And so we went to lunch that same day and got sushi. And yeah. And she got to come to the house in between and gush about everything. And be like, well, I'm going back out. And that's when we knew. Yep. Oh, man. That's when we knew. Um, Okay, so next question. We got so many good ones from you guys. Let's go to next, our favorite date ideas. We got some really, like, deep questions, but I think I want to keep it kind of light to start and then move into it, okay, cool. if you're yeah. good with that. I like that. What's your... F- okay, f- I guess first, what's your favorite date... Date? Your favorite date night activity, and what's your favorite date idea of something you want to do? Okay. Um, my favorite date night activity is probably I like... I really enjoy eating for a long time and talking. Yeah, I do too. Um, And that stems from, like, being in Italy, and Chris is also foreign, so it's, like, normal to do that, like, eat so long. And so I like going to kind of a nicer restaurant and just enjoying my time and, like, not rushing the dinner. Um, And then afterwards, I really enjoy going on, like, long car rides with Chris and just, like, listening to good music, listening to music he likes with the windows down and just, like, enjoying the air on us so yeah I would say like long dinners for sure just a chill night like no really set plans I'm not a planner planner Chris is unfortunately not unfortunately it really balances us but um yeah just like just a chill evening what about you I love that for me my favorite date night activity is going to the movies Mm. Matt and I loved and I'm not a big tv watcher I don't really like tv I don't like to watch a movie at home that much But I love the experience of going to the movies, getting the popcorn, sitting down. Yeah. And then after the movie, Matt and I always, like, analyze everything. Yeah, that's fun. I really enjoy that because it's good for Matt's, like, introvert side to have a date night where we're both engaged without him having to, like, talk and engage with me. Right. And so I think that's a really good balance for us. And it's been so sad during COVID because all the movie theaters are closed. And we normally go probably twice a month to the movies. But... I want you to answer also, what is your dream date? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, My dream date, I don't really need, probably something just really adventurous. Um, Skydiving. Yeah, like skydiving, definitely. Or even like a picnic on the beach and just watching the sunset. I've never done that with a guy, actually. So probably that or like 
skydiving and that at the end. Ooh, I would honestly die. Skydiving to the picnic. Yes. And then just like everything set up for ish. us. And yeah. then we just enjoy. Yeah. I love that. What about that. yours? Um, for me, something that's on my like to-do that I really want to do, I'm dreaming of having a house that has a pool in the backyard mm-hmm. and doing an inflatable mattress in the pool. And then a big, like, projection movie screen. Oh, yeah. And having, like, a float-in-the-pool movie night. Yeah, so fun. I think that would be so fun. fun. But I'm definitely in the life phase where I'm like, well, I guess maybe someday I'll have a pool, but then we'll probably have family and kids. So we'll have to get big floaties so that everyone can do it. Right. Yeah, that's that's my dream. Um, Okay, so the next question that I pulled was... How are you helping to keep your relationship stress-free during these crazy times? That's a good question. Um, (laughs) I feel like both of us are pretty low stress about the world right now. Yeah, like, it's definitely stressful. Don't get us wrong. absolutely. Um, But, yeah, like, to me, Chris is, like, a safe zone and a safe haven for me. And so, in my opinion, like, that's what you have to be hopeful for is really connecting with your partner during this time but yeah I actually met Chris like I said in February we started dating in March so right when everything shut down so we're like a COVID couple which has been interesting because we really have gotten the time because there's so much time to like really a connect quarantine if you will a quarantine I can't say that yeah <laughs> for sure but like we've had all this time to get to know each other over a short period of time if that makes any sense yeah, totally. Right when the world stopped working, if you will, in March, Chris, he wasn't stressed at all because I was down. Like, oh my gosh, I can't travel. I can't do this. I can't do that. But he's that helper. And so he was like, his cup was filled up. He was like, oh, I'll help this girl. I can help her. She's fine. Like, And he was really good for me. Like, He was like, it's going to be fine. He's really positive about everything. And I was like, oh, it's gonna, it's over. You know, I had that thought process And so, yeah, just staying stress-free hasn't really been a struggle because we're both kind of easy-flowing couple in the first place. Yeah. And so, yeah. I think for us, it's been big to—I'm a big goal-setter, so the hard part about COVID for me personally has been that I don't have the same opportunities to advance my goals. Mm -hmm. Um, Just we're more limited in things we can do right now. And so Matt and I talking through that together and setting smaller goals in our relationship and around the house and still feeling like we're accomplishing things and doing things. But I agree with you. For me, Matt's really been like my safe space during all of this, Mm -hmm. even though everything else, I have no idea where anything's going with literally anything, with work, with friends, with family you know, everything's chaotic, but Matt's a very like safe space for me that I know what to expect. I know that in that relationship, I'm safe. I know that I'm going to get to see him. And so focusing on that and keeping that healthy mindset has been my pivotal thing for staying stress-free, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So our next question is, do you think you only have one romantic soulmate? No, I don't. I I I think you only have one at a time. One at a time. Yeah, I agree. Because say something tragic happened to Chris or, you know, God forbid it did. But I think that your life doesn't stop. It stops for a little. Don't get me wrong. But there are other people out there that are fitted for you. You just have to find them. 
I completely agree. I think that in general, whenever it comes to relationships, that the world is made up of just a handful of personalities. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a different perspective and different reasons for being how they are and that meshes and we talk a lot about energy and how you vibe with people and so yeah I think that you have one what word am I looking for soulmate Soulmate. you have one soulmate at a time but yeah I think sometimes tragedy strikes and there's more than one love in your life Mm -hmm. and at least I like to believe in that because that makes me less fearful of living right because the idea of like something happening to me and Matt being alone and never finding somebody else that he connects with that way. Right. That I would be so scared to do anything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so I, I like to think that we have more than one match out there and different things bring people in and out of your life. There's like 7 billion people out there. Right. So I think there are people that you definitely can be compatible with, like multiple of them, if that makes sense. Okay, I'm going to kind of take a dive into some of that harder stuff. So how do you keep from getting defensive whenever your partner is expressing constructive criticism to you or something that you're not doing well? Um, I'm definitely not good at this. (laughs) Uh, I really am trying to be better, but... Caroline's perfect. Yeah, I'm perfect, basically, and Chris can just shove it. No, I'm joking, but... (laughs) One of the things, one of our biggest fights, I'll give you a little taste to it, yeah, (laughs) is um, time and planning stuff. And Chris's problem with me is he always says that I'm not good at managing my time or planning. She's not. (laughs) He doesn't just say it. She's not. Or planning anything or communicating the plans. And you're not great at those things. I'm it's, not. You're um, getting a lot better. I'm doing a lot better. But like when he tells me that, I definitely do get defensive. I'm like, no, because in my head, guys, I do have a plan, whether he believes it or not. But I could be way better at communicating that plan. I agree. But uh, yeah, recently I'm just like, okay, let's dive into my shoes, Chris. And then he will say, well, I, I do understand, like, you're not good at that, but I'm telling you you're not good at that. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. But, yeah, it's really hard. I, I'm i just that f- fancy free girl. Like, I like to just live in the moment. Um, that's, like, my basic desire is, like, don't plan everything. Live in the moment. And Chris is like, okay, you have to have plans in your life. And... Recently, he said I have a phobia of, pl- of plans, <laughs> and so you don't have a phobia of plans. You have a phobia of commitment. Commitment, but yeah, that's just I a agree. seven. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's hard. I'm not good at it myself. So, <laughs> Joe, do you have any advice? Yeah, I do. So for me, I get really defensive too. I mean, nobody likes to feel like they're not. Well, I don't know. Maybe they do. But for me, I like to think that I'm perfect. Right. Same. I live under that illusion. Um, but I also realize I'm not, and I'm definitely somebody that anytime I'm feeling bad or somebody's action is making me feel bad, I'm the first person to express constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I try to put myself in my own shoes because I think the reason we get defensive is because we're like, oh, this person we love is telling us something they don't like about us. Does that, we, then we start questioning ourselves. Do they not love us? Do they not care about us? And then 
the way I like to think about it is whenever I'm expressing constructive criticism to Matt, am I ever wavering in how I love and care for him? Mm-mm. And the answer is no. I've, it, I've never wavered from that. It's not making me feel less than of him. It's just me expressing a new perspective to him because I know that he hasn't thought about it that way. And so I really try to take that into consideration when Matt comes to me with things that are bothering him about my actions and realize that it's not a competition. Um, The big thing for us, um, so we live together because we're married. (laughs) Not that you can't live together if you're not married. That was not. We lived together before we got married, too, which that was also a question. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into that. But the big thing for us is the kitchen sink Um, Matt's a really messy person. The whole house kind of is in disarray all the time, even though I'm relatively neat. Mm -hmm. But he has to have the kitchen sink perfect all the time. And for me, that's been really hard because he lets the rest of the house be in complete disarray. And that's all my responsibility in Mm -hmm. my eyes. And then the sink is his responsibility, I guess or our responsibility, and he gets on to me. He's like, well, you left a dish in there. You did this, you did that. And my immediate reaction isn't to see it from his perspective and go, okay, I could do better at that. My per- like my first thought is, okay, well, he wants to come at you about the sink. Let's talk to him about the laundry. Right. And the, you know, but you really have to get into that mindset where you're not, you're not competing who's doing worse. You're probably both faltering in places. So instead, focus on why he would not want that dish in the sink. For him, he doesn't like food mess. That's his big thing, and it's he, it really bothers him. Right. So why wouldn't I start taking the time to make sure the sink is emptied? Who cares if he's not doing the laundry? That's unrelated. Mm-hmm. Just because he's not performing at 100% perfect on everything doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to be better for him, too. Mm-hmm. And when you start doing that, I've learned now that I focus on taking care of the sink, Matt's much more aware of, oh, wow, Joe really focuses to make sure because she knows that's important to me. So I'm going to really focus and make sure that I'm doing the laundry how she likes it. And all of a sudden, it's this competition to do better together mm-hmm. rather than a battle of who's performing worse. Yeah. No, I love that. All right. So next question. How do you know when you need to move on and break up? Mm, good one. Um, I would say if you're asking that question, you probably need to break up. But I've mostly only been dumped. So. <laughs> I've been the dumper. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we've talked a lot on this podcast about energy and just vibing all together. And so I truly believe that if you just are just struggling and nothing is working and you're just arguing over and over and over again and you just can't really see a future I would say tie it with a bow and say goodbye Um, and that's not easy you know I've broken up with a lot of guys and it's been sad but yeah it's just every single one I've broken up with or they've broken up with me it's just we're not vibing you know I want the best for them And I'm not that for them. So you just have to say goodbye. I agree. And I think being where I am now that I am married and in this relationship with somebody that is my teammate, it feels different than any other relationship. And I've never even had a thought 
like that since Matt and I got back together and got engaged that mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. I, I mean, I had the thought of like, is this right? You know, these are big changes. Right. Yes. And I've thought that through. But I think the moment that you're starting to think, oh, should we break up? I really do. I agree with you. I think that's a sign. And if you're questioning things, I say go out on your own. I'm I'm a big advocate for people being single mm-hmm. and taking time to figure out who they are and fulfill themselves and find themselves as a whole human being before they start dating. Because at the end of the day, somebody else is not going to fill your cup. Right. You have to fill your own cup. Mm -hmm. And it goes back, if you guys missed our last episode, it was all about friendships. And it's basically the same thing. If you're just not seeing eye to eye on anything and you're just not running at the same speed as them, then tight with a bow. And it doesn't mean it's toxic. Um, There are toxic relationships out there that you should get out of, but it isn't. Matt and I broke up. Right. We dated. Whenever he moved to St. Louis, we broke up. And there was nothing wrong. Like, we were fine. But I wasn't feeling fulfilled in the relationship. But it wasn't because of Matt. Mm -hmm. It was because I didn't know who I was. And I wasn't, I didn't know how to fill my own cup. And so we broke up. And we went our separate directions with no intention of getting back together. And it gave me time on my own to learn how to feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And to learn how to be whole by myself. And it made us a trillion times better as a couple whenever we got back together because Matt was no longer attempting to fill my cup or vice versa. We knew how to be and it just makes it easier to be each other's partners whenever you know. Yeah, for sure. And Chris has a his really good friend actually just broke up with his girlfriend of like seven years and obviously he's devastated and I told Chris to actually tell your story to him yeah. and he did and it, he said it really helped him and like wow okay like it doesn't I don't have to hate this girl like no you know I don't have to like wish bad upon her like go your separate ways do what you got to do and if you need to come back you will yeah and if you didn't listen to last week's episode about friendship I think a lot of things that we talked about apply to relationships Mm -hmm. and romantic relationships too i mean it's all about balance and making sure that you're both in healthy places and that you're using healthy tools to better your relationship Mm -hmm. so next question is what are your best lessons learned from exes slash past flings oh gosh i mean i think it goes back to what we were just talking about for me if i don't feel trust your gut Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you have to trust how you're feeling about something and I think I've learned that over and over again because I have tried to make two puzzle pieces that don't go together fit together because I don't want to be alone Mm -hmm. and if you're having that feeling where you don't want to be alone it's probably some time to be alone right (laughs) and figure out why you don't like being by yourself you should be your number one fan you should love to spend time with yourself, get to know yourself, pour into yourself, because at the end of the day, you're who you have. Right. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, you will always be with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned. Yeah. And if you don't love you, how could anyone else even attempt? Because you don't even know who you are. My brother-in-law, like, blew my mind a couple years ago. Um, He was going through a tough time and 
you know, I was like, oh, well, are you thinking about dating? Like, you know, have you talked to any girls or anything? And he was like, oh, hell no. And I was like, mm-hmm. kind of shook by that answer. I was like, what do you mean? Like, you know, you're sad. Don't you want to date? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, anybody that would want to date me right now, that's not somebody I want to be with. Mm-hmm. He was like, I need to be better before I could end up with the kind of person I want to be. And that hit me so hard. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, yeah. that's such a good way to think about it. Because if you're not at your best, how can you expect to end up with somebody else that right. is at the their best and attract that person because that's hard work being mm-hmm. your best is hard and so somebody who's put in all that work to figure out who they are and learn how to be healthy on their own they don't they're you know right they don't want to pick up somebody who hasn't even started that journey yeah and I think the best lessons I've learned is I I don't regret anyone I've dated no I don't either um they, I think it gets you where you are. Yeah, it gets you where you are for sure. And they each taught me something in our relationship, whether that's, okay, I never want to date someone like this kid again. That's still a lesson. And, you know, this is just a slight example. My Italian boyfriend, he taught me, like, to live in the moment and just to be, like, really present. And he would always ask me, are you happy? And, like, actually, like, are you happy? And so I, like, think about that a lot. Like, oh, am I happy? That's just like dumb little example but they each have taught me some different things yeah um I think it kind of leads into this which we got asked a lot and that is can we talk about cheating do you move on do you try to work it out is it a hard buy how do you feel about it yeah I would say bye Felicia (laughs) um yeah I'm the same way I have never been cheated on but if someone did cheat on me I would bye. just, yeah, bye. I've been cheated on. And I think being cheated on, this is going to be awful because I don't mean to diminish anybody's pain. But I think being cheated on is one of the best things that can happen in a relationship. Because to me, that tells me exactly who you are. And it's a hard line for me. Mm-hmm. Same. You know, I, and Caroline and I kind of talked about this prior to getting on this recording just because... Yes, it's a lot more complicated than that. And yes, there are some situations out there, I think, with anything that there are exceptions to that rule. Caroline and I, I was like, well, what if somebody's been in a coma for four years, mm-hmm. but they did not get married and then they wake up and then. Right. You know, <laughs> yes, I, I'm sure somebody out there listening, there's some unique situation you've heard of that, you know, it made sense to work past it. Mm-hmm. But I think most of the time that person doesn't have your best interest at heart. They're not caring for you the way that you deserve to be cared for. Mm -hmm. And I I think that that breaks a level of trust. For sure. That isn't, you can never rebuild that. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's just over. Just, again, tie it with a bow and send Send it it on its way. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't have any tolerance for that. And I think if you truly know yourself, you don't either. You'll be like no, that's not what I stand for. That's not what I'm about. And you don't want to live the rest of your relationship and your life questioning others' actions. Mm -mm. That's so exhausting to be like, well, are they really doing what they're telling me they're doing? Right. Et cetera. Like feeling like that. Mm -mm. I can't live like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a hard, hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. And again, there are 7 billion other fish in the sea. So Mm -hmm. Next question is, do you think there's a good age to start dating slash do you regret dating young? I started dating pretty, I mean, high school. 
yeah. is when I started dating. I My first, like, boyfriend, which wasn't really a boyfriend, you know, those people, um, was, like, 13. But my first official boyfriend boyfriend, like, when I actually went on dates was probably, like, 15. Mm-hmm. And so – and I don't regret it. I don't either. I mean, I – I don't know. I I know that I didn't grow up in a household where there were strict dating rules of how old you had to be or anything like that. So I've never really even thought about it until right now, but I I don't regret it. And I didn't even at the time think of myself as that crazy young. I think there was a lot of really good experiences in that and a lot of lessons learned. And it helped teach me how to be on my own almost, mm-hmm. how to fill my cup, how to do all those things that I've been talking about. So, no, I, I don't regret it. Yeah, I don't regret it. Um, again, Did you have rules for dating in your house? No, we never had. I never had like strict rules. I was just personally terrified of my brothers and we, what they yeah. would do or say to a boy, a boy. <laughs> Caroline and I are both the youngest. So I think that things are a little different for mm-hmm. us. You know, by the time right. parents get to their youngest kid, yeah, they're just they're like, like well, whatever. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, that's hard for me to answer because I just don't know anything different. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we never had strict rules um, or any of that. But yeah, I don't regret it either. Oh, Caroline. We know that I did. So do you ever think it's okay to get back with an ex? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it definitely depends on the circumstance. Again, if you tied it with a bow and you wished it your... Wished them happiness on their (laughs) new journey. Yes. Um, And, you know, you come back and it really clicks and you really vibe because you grew as people on your own, then yeah, of course, if you really feel it deep down, go for it. Well, and I think it goes back to why did you break up? Is that trust broken? If trust's broken, I don't care how much you've grown. I don't know that you can ever get that back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you left on good terms and you haven't dated since the sixth grade and, right. you know, you meet again in your 30s. I don't know. That It's just so many complicated. Yeah. It's so situational. It is definitely. Um, yeah, I've never gotten back with an ex. I don't think I ever would. <laughs> They're all great people and I wish them well. It just now at this time, um, I really don't think I would vibe with any of them. I mean, I married my ex, so. Yeah, Yeah, it's all, it all depends. I agree. How has social media affected your relationship? Oh, my. I think that's a unique question to us, just because we use social media so differently than most people. Mm -hmm. Like, Matt and I's perceived people online, like, our whole lives are online, and we share a lot of what we do online. Um, But Matt's not really heavily on social media. Yeah. And... We've definitely gone through and talked about our views on comparison and things like that. And so that's not really a huge um, obstacle for me. But I feel like more than anything, my screen time (laughs) Mm -hmm. is probably the biggest obstacle whenever it comes to social media. I'm on my phone a lot. And so we have really intentional time where we put phones away Mm -hmm. and there are no phones around us for us to be distracted by. And that's really important to our relationship. Yeah. But overall, I don't feel like social media has that big of an impact. Yeah, same with me. Um, Chris gets angry, not angry, but just kind of sad when I'm on my phone, like checking DMs and all of that. And so we do the same thing, like, okay, we're going to put our phones down together. Also, Chris is on social media, but not like I am. 
and he really wants to be though he's like oh I need to post more because people are clicking on my profile I'm like yeah um but I definitely don't push him to do that well I think that probably a lot of it a lot of problems people have with social media and their relationships is that comparison game but I think because we create content and we take pictures constantly to share online and things like that it's just different I don't compare myself that same way because I understand the work that goes into it and I understand the way things are being curated and I don't have an expectation that I should have well I do because that's what I do Mm -hmm. When I'm talking to my friends that are teachers or lawyers or doctors or nurses that have normal jobs and they're like, oh, well, you and Matt have so many good pictures together. I wish we had good pictures together. We never get good pictures. I, like, I'm always like, hey, guys, just a reminder, um, I'm a terrible lawyer. Right, exactly. I'm a terrible teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, nurse, patients would be dying left and right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's my job mm-hmm. to have good photos of Matt and I. It's part of my job to create good imagery for brands and people I work with. And um, I'm also a wedding photographer. So yes, I have a lot of good photos with my spouse. That does not mean that your relationship is less than. Um, I would never walk into a hospital and be like, what the hell? I don't know how to do an IV. Right. What am I? (laughs) A failure, you know? And so I think that's the thing about social media that's so hard. We really need to get a grasp and a perspective that a lot of the people sharing all of that content that you're comparing to, that's their job. Mm -hmm. And not to say that no normal couple ever gets a super cute photo. Mm -hmm. They do. But so often we're comparing, we're like, oh my gosh, that's, oh. It's like a Pinterest wedding board. Yeah. People will send over a wedding board um, from Pinterest and be like, these are all the photos I want. And I'm like, these are these couples epic one shot from their wedding. Mm -hmm. And you've shot it from you've posted on your board 200 weddings. They're epic shots. Your whole wedding isn't going to be epic photos. Mm -mm. Just like life isn't going to be all, you know, epic events, epic events. Yeah. You know, it's the little things, it's the in-between. And so when you start comparing yourself and being like, well, they have one and they have one and I need all of them, that's just not realistic. Yeah, it's not. Have I gone completely off track? No, you're good. Okay. Um, (laughs) This is just like a side thing, but social media, like when I post like a bikini, Chris isn't mad. Like Chris always supports me in everything I do, but he's like, oh, like, do you think boys are going to save that? And I'm like, I can't really help. Like, he's not mad. Oh, he's not mad at you, but he no. doesn't like. He's just like kind of not jealous. I don't even know how to describe Je- I mean, it. Yeah, I would say it's jealous. Not in a, it's sweet. Yeah, he's just like, oh, like. It's a sweet level Wow, of you look really good at, in that. Like, are boys going to save that? And I, I can't help that, you know, like. And I posted a photo. I'm wearing a blazer with no top under that. And he's like, you're going to post that? I'm like, yeah. He's like. I mean, you look really good, but are boys gonna? I'm like, you can't think like that. Like, it's I just don't social think Matt's media. Ever even had that thought? Yeah, Chris. He doesn't say it a lot, but like certain photos, like bikinis, are like. I think Matt's the abnormal in that for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Chris is much more normal, and I think that that's healthy. Right. And I think that's where you really need to have the conversation and see what the boundaries are in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work for you, yeah, 
But that's Don't also why that Chris, Chris loves when we take photos because he's like, oh, you'll post with me. And then people, the boys on your profile will be like, oh, she has a boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, Chris, they'll think they'll, they'll do know. that whole thought process. <laughs> they'll know you have a boyfriend. Yeah, That's funny. Yeah. I think for Matt and I, that's never really been a problem because I don't we just know we're each other's people. Right. And it doesn't really matter what other people think, see, do, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. That's interesting. I think that that's probably much more normal. Uh, If you guys have thoughts on that, DM us. Mm -hmm. We asked you to DM us about something a few episodes ago and you guys sent us really cool thoughts and we had some really cool conversations with you guys. So. If you have any thoughts or... Yeah, know. and he's definitely sweet about it. And now that I'm thinking about it, I did have a boyfriend one time who, like, wouldn't... He would really disapprove of me posting any of that. And that's, like, toxic jealousy, in my opinion. Um, Chris always is like, okay. You know, likes it, comments, and all stuff. But, yeah, it's just, like, a hard... If I'm not in immediate danger... <laughs> yeah. Like Matt doesn't even think about it. Uh-huh. I think about, because sometimes, like, you'll get really, like, creepy DMs or mean Mm -hmm. comments and stuff. And Matt's always like, good job, babe, working that algorithm. Right. (laughs) Like, that's kind of his thought process. Granted, in the past, we've been out at a bar and somebody says something creepy. That's not okay. Right, exactly. You know, he'll handle it then. Yeah, social media is just a different world. Yeah. A question that we didn't get asked that I think that we should cover, though, is... uh, how to curate trust in a relationship, how to trust the person you're with, things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that that's really important. And we had some questions revolving around it a little bit, but not necessarily that specifically. So I'm curious to you, how do you go about creating a trusting relationship with your partner? Caroline doesn't know. She just made a face at me. I'm gonna, and now she is laughing, um, and still not answering. Um, now she's looking in the air. Yeah, I just think that it depends on the person. I've definitely not trusted my past boyfriends to a certain extent. Uh, Tr- Trist, yeah, Trist is my boyfriend's name. Chris, he is just—you just have to meet him. He's just like very in my corner. He is there for me always, and he is one of those people, which is kind of my pet peeve about him. He tells me his whole day, like, he's like, oh, Caroline, today I'm going to wake up, and at 9 a.m. I'm going to the gym, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And while I'm at the gym, I'm going to do these 14 different moves. Yes, and he, like, goes through the whole day with me, and I'm like, okay, there's no way this kid could, like, imagine or make these things up. Like, he's actually doing that, but some people can lie and they're really good at lying Chris is just really bad at lying and I can tell immediately um and so we don't have an issue with trust at all really yeah so I don't really know how to answer that I well the thing I was gonna say is if you're one of those people that struggles with trust I think that has to do with you as an individual Mm -hmm. it can have to do with the relationship like trust can be broken with a person and I think it's time to walk away if that trust is broken right but I I think that if you're in a new relationship and they've done nothing to break your trust, I'm somebody that I go into everything trusting someone. Mm -hmm. And then the moment it's broken, it's broken. Yeah, that's how I am, too. I don't go into things being like, you have to earn my trust. Not that I'm going out spilling every secret or saying every intimate thing ever. Yeah. But I go into it assuming I can trust someone. And the more comfortable I get, the more I open up. 
And then the moment they break that trust, I'm out. Yeah. Like, look for those red flags. I'm pretty much the same. I am the same way, period. If you've been in a situation where that trust is broken and moving forward, you're struggling with trusting new people, I think that's time to evaluate yourself. Maybe go see a therapist. I'm very pro see a counselor to Mm -hmm. talk things through and get into a healthier mindset for yourself. Because if you're struggling trusting other people based on no action of their own, it's probably time to evaluate yourself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, back to how could the new person love you if you're like interrogating them, interrogating them, they're going to be like, what is this girl talking about? But that's just from your past. So you need to work through that before you get into a new relationship. For sure. Okay. So for this week's question, I liked this one. So I wrote it down and that is, do we have tattoos? Oh, yes, we do. I do. I don't. Um, <laughs> I have one, two, I have three, four. I don't have four. One, two, oh, three. three. Why did I say four? Three. I don't know. You have three. Um, <laughs> Why am I trying to answer the question for you? I'm sorry. I said three and jo- jo held up four fingers. Well, I was thinking in my head that this one, she's going to tell you about them, was, but it's this many. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. So I have a wave, a baby wave on my ankle. Um, I was a swimmer my whole life. And after we won our state swim meet, my last swim meet ever, I went to the tattoo place afterwards and got a wave tattooed on my ankle. <laughs> I still like it. It's cute. The next one I have um, under my left boob is my Hawaiian name, which is Ileina. It's my middle name. So I'm Hawaiian, and it's custom to put your Hawaiian name on your body. And so I got that done about a year ago in Italy. And then the same place in Italy two years ago, I got a lip tat. And um, <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. But um, I, do. I have always wanted a lip tat, guys, always. And so I got one and it faded in about three days. So there's that. It said cosa which is what in italian and so i thought it was hilarious because people would talk to me in italian and i would pull down my lip and it said what um and that is all my tattoos i don't have any i have commitment issues yeah i don't know what i'd want tattooed on my body forever i have a few things written down that i've like considered my sisters both have tattoos and they're beautiful yeah it's weird because i have commitment issues but it's like I have to do it fast. Well, right. Like it's a spur of the moment it's thing for you, the and then it is what it is. Yes. So you just accept it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't know. My brain does not operate like that. You see it like long term. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think they're so beautiful. We I can't tell you how many people we've networked and met because we've commented mm-hmm. on their tattoos. Through their tattoos. And her. That's how we met. Um, DJ Ryan's DJ story. Ryan's story. He did yes. our intro. You guys heard that for the first time last week. He has beautiful tattoos and so that's how we got talking yeah i think they're really pretty and really unique a lot of them i definitely want more i just don't know what yet i kind of want an angel or like numbers matt doesn't have tattoos either chris does though yeah chris has one it's just south it's the whole continent of africa on his forearm uh, because he's from there yeah i love that well on that note we did it Mm-hmm. You've made it through another episode of Middle Ground. And if you've made it this far, we thank you. Yes, thank and you. I'm Joe. And I'm Caroline. And you can find me at Joe Johnson Overby on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find me, Caroline, at Caroline Selty on Instagram on and Instagram TikTok. And TikTok, if you want. And you can find the podcast at <laughs> Middle Ground Podcast on Instagram. And should we make a TikTok? 
I think we should. We should probably do that. That'd Maybe we'll fun. have one. Maybe not. Don't know. We'll see. But on that note, we love you guys, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.